It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Eight minutes after the hour, welcome back to Green and Growing right here on WSB, your home of the dogs. We've told you before, we've told you a few times, we're going to tell you again. Pre-game and tailgate begins at 1130 today as they face off against the Florida Gators. Kickoff at 330, so you're going to have it here on your home of the dogs, WSB, all day long. So I have brought someone in studio with me. Good morning, mystery guest. Hello. (laughs) Enter and sign in, please. Do you know how many people that work here do impersonations of you? Oh, I'm sure everybody does. Yeah, they all have their own Dave Baker voice. I'm sure they do. There's... Some 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 sound a little more like Kermit the Frog, and that I, that's far fetched. I don't hear that. I don't care. It's flattery. It's all flattery. <laughs> it is. It is. All right. So there's, I brought there's you... an imitate. There's a impersonation of you out in the parking lot right now. Ayo. I saw a broom parked in the between Jeez, two really? white lines. Yeah. That there's so I much did. that could go wrong there. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So <laughs> anyways, I brought you on because we have an initiative that we're starting getting into the holiday season. We're going to talk to Pike Nursery at the bottom of the hour about Christmas. It's that time. Right, Dave? So we got to start thinking about yes, that. It's Christmas. <laughs> Was it November 7th? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's saying, you know, the holiday, you know, the Christmas decorations have been out for what, a month or two now. But so here at WSB, we are starting to push forward Clark's Christmas Kids. Ah, which, one of my favorites. I know, and you have such a good relationship and friendship with Clark, so you've been a big part of this program. I believe this is year 30. I am Kermit the, the Frog to Clark's Miss Piggy. What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> so who's Fozzie? He got it. Jason got it. I didn't get it. Okay, so <laughs> talking about Clark's Christmas Kids, a lot of you have probably met Dave Baker in a stray Walmart over the years. Uh, and we're not going to do that this year. We're not going to be that, able to be in the Walmart stinks. stores. Can I say sucks on the gardening show? Sure, absolutely. You can, yeah. I mean, there are garden tools that do such things. So <laughs> Name yeah. one. Name one garden tool that sucks. You can actually do a reverse leaf blower, and it brings up the leaves. <sighs> yeah, I've that. Seen sucks. That. It's I like a vacuum. I may have actually bought one of those just based on a TV commercial. If you don't use it, give it to me. did not work well. I like gadgets like work. that. Well, I mean, maybe I could give it a woman's touch. No. Did you put it? To, it was assembly required, and you put it together properly. I put it together properly. All right. Fair Out enough. of the box. Hook it up. <laughs> Didn't work. Anyway. Womp, womp. All right. So I wanted to talk to you because you're going to be a part of Clark's Christmas Kids this year, just like you always this, are. The 30th? Yeah. 30, 30th Been year. Been there since number one. Yeah. It's a great, great cause. It really great is. Cause. So kind of the objective there with why Clark started this program is taking care of Georgia's foster children, right? So all of those that may be in homes over the holidays or with families that they're not normally with, or they're, they're new to these families, to ensure that they get Christmas gifts. In 30 years, it's gone from, when it started, it was one kid per hour mm-hmm. from 6A to 6P. Yeah. Now it's 22,000 or some. I don't know the exact number. It's a big, big number because they're trying to take care of all the foster kids in Georgia. It's in the low thousands for sure. And we've seen it rise more so in the last three or four years because of drug use. Honestly, parents ah. giving up their, their children. Um, so more and more have gone into the foster care system. And the Department of Human Services here in Georgia and DFACS, the Department of Family and Children's Services, kind of comes together with all of us and Chris 180 this year and Walmart to get this done. So we need your help and we need your focus on that. If you can give for a child. Since we're not going to be in the stores, how can people give? So that's going to be different. And that's so much of the fun of it too, is for a couple of weekends, those Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays for two weekends in December, we all 
go to Walmart and it's busy. We call it the bullpen. We set up all these tables and volunteers bagging the toys that you've just bought for these kids. So, yeah, going to look a little different. Folks can go online this year, Dave. They go to ClarksChristmasKids.com. And there they will see the entire library of 700 to 1,000 kids in foster care in Georgia. Uh And they can see the names alphabetically, or you can select by gender, by age, and something else. Uh, Something. Oh, county. What county? Like if you want to provide for a kid in your county. So you select by county, age, and gender. If you want to buy for an 8-year-old boy in South Georgia, bam, there it is. And what these kids are told to do back a few months ago, make a list for Santa of the three things that you want for Christmas. And we try to fulfill those wishes. And talk about, you've seen 30 years, WSB listeners come through for that. Oh, yeah. They, WSB listeners come through for everything. They They're do. the most generous listeners in the in the listening audience in the world. So I have no doubts that they will all come through for this because they always do. The thing I really don't like about it, though, is I don't get to see their faces. I like to see their faces. The kids that come to the table to pick out the little sheets to, you know, little... Little Ashley, she wants, you know, a carton of Marlboros and, and, <laughs> and uh, some too much eye makeup for Christmas. Yeah. And then they go in the store and they shop and they get that and they're all happy and excited. And you won't get to see that. You this just year. described me to a T right now this morning. Yeah. And that's how the, I look. The Marlboros <laughs> so and the too much makeup. Yeah. yeah naturally, you that's. You do something with the hair, it'd be the trifecta. But <laughs> the, uh, I, just, I kid. I kid because I love. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's the worst part, not being able to see the kids. Yeah. But so. We need to have something where you can take your picture and put in, post it somewhere online. So the, the before and the here, here are the kids smiling. Here's yeah. here's our group of, of uh, from the from our bridge club. We always save money for the bridge club. Here we are yeah. donating to Clark. Here's a, you know that's the best. People have stories. These are right. The kids have stories which are are sad, but their foster kids are getting taken care of. But the, the givers have stories, too, and, yes. and they're great stories. They're outstanding stories. A guy owns a, a shoe repair shop, and he's donating $50,000 or, mm-hmm. you know, the Bridge Club or our, our Girl Scout troop or whatever it is. Not my Girl Scout troop because <laughs> that we, would be we, weird. we disbanded several years ago. Good, thank God. Before the lawsuit. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the, uh, but those are the great stories. We need to get – it's those stories mm-hmm. that help the whole thing. And those that, that's the joy of doing it, not just giving you the kids, yeah. but hearing all the backstories and, and all that. Well, and how many times have we been approached at those tables by people who are now parents themselves and they grew up in the foster care system, so now they're financially able – to, to give back and to provide, knowing exactly what shoes those kids are in. And also, like you said, the church groups and the small groups that are doing this to teach kids a lesson. This is what Christmas is about, yeah. making sure that others less fortunate have what they need. It's very it's, For me, it's very emotional because it's, it's not just the people who are financially able. Don't think that because you're not, air quotes, financially mm-hmm. able, that you would not give. I see a lot of people come through that aren't what I would call financially sure. able and, and they're giving and they're enjoying the season. It, it's a ritual for them and their families. So, you know, that, that part will be missed, but yeah. the kids still need your help. Clark's Christmas kids.com. And, you know, we all get together Dave, for the carathon back in June or July, where you hear all our talk show hosts come together for that for 36 hours. This is much the same. You're going to hear December 3rd and 4th, 
all of the voices that you know at WSB Radio. All of our reporters are participating by doing stories, highlighting you know folks involved in the program this year. So it's going to be a fun two days, December 3rd and 4th. We want you to listen. You can go to the website now, but that's really when we're going to amp things up. I was just listening to a recording of Jay Black singing Oh Holy Nights. Oh, we got to pull that and, out. In return for gifts. We got to brush the dust off and, and play that it, for it's, sure. It's amazing. Yeah, and I think Andrew Longoria sings uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. I believe so. God, yeah. that's fantastic. All right, so make sure to have your radio volume adjustable at those times for sure. Mostly well, low. Day- yeah. <laughs> or off. Well, no, don't turn your radio off. Don't ever do that. <laughs> that was bad advice. Well, hey, so uh, your show. Who's on your show today? Oh, we're going to talk a little mold. We're going to talk about mildew. You may think the mold season's over because it's heading towards the winter, but you're wrong. We're also going to do a segment, one of my favorite segments and one of uh, new guy's favorite segments. Mm-hmm. Uh it's called Yeah, I Really Did That, where people <laughs> people can call in and, and tell the stories, good or bad, about how they did things in, themselves around the house and actually fixed it up or made it worse. And at 11 o'clock, we're supposed to have Richard Ray Rawlings on. Ooh. Do you know him? No, I don't, but that's... Well, why'd you go who? R-R-R, his initials. How do you know it's not W for the Rawlings? It could be, but that would be... It's not. It's R-R-R. Okay, thank you. He was, uh, he was the host of Fast and Loud, which was a, a reality show. I and do know what that he's, is. He's got an, another show called Garage Rehab. Yes. And we're going to talk about garages and, and garage floors and things you can do in your garage. As if to, your uh, show's not manly enough. 11 o'clock, all well, the I'm testosterone sure be, right, I'm sure right there. I'm sure there'll be people swooning all over Atlanta when Richard Ray is on. So they got Chuck Lavelle on my show this morning. So like men in their 40s and 50s are that? just amped up today. Oh, stop it. Seriously. I didn't know who your guest was. The keyboardist for the Rolling Stones? The keyboardist for the Rolling Stones. The Allman Brothers Band in the 80s. Come on. Sorry. I'm, you didn't listen to my show on the way in. You have a long you drive. On? What time did you start? <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> I'm done with you. I just tune in for the news at the top and bottom of the hour because I like, I like Robin. Robin. Yeah, of course. Who Award-winning doesn't? winning Robin. Who but does? I, she is. Congratulations. Then I kind of phase it out. And Wait, have you won an award? I haven't won an award yet. You've never won an award? No. I got a little. Most likely to succeed in high school. I've got a stack of years. awards from the radio station at wow. the house. Wow. All right. Loan me one, please. Make me feel good about myself. doesn't have your name on it, but I, don't care. I can cross it out and write your name in. Permanent marker. Yeah. That'll do it. Sure. All right. So you want to stay tuned for Dave Baker and the Home Fix It show starting in just under an hour here off the air a little early for the UGA Florida game. That's going to be a good one. And hopefully you've got garden questions. If you do, get them in I don't, now. I don't have for any me. garden questions. You've asked me garden Gardens questions. Gardens are dead now. What about banana trees? Do you have banana trees out in Conyers? No. No? They're, they're dead. It's all it's winter. Well, they're not dead yet. They, they can overwinter. No, they should. Do banana be. trees grow You're in Georgia? You're not a gardener. You're expecting everything do to be dead right now? banana trees even grow in Georgia? Oh, yeah. A guy in Gwinnett County has had huge success. Huge bananas? So does he sell them? Does he, what do you do with a banana tree? I don't know. Does you, he have monkeys? You, maybe. <laughs> if you get a lot of bananas, you eat them. You give them away. Ugh. Homegrown banana just doesn't sound good. This is why you do not host the garden show. You know, the banana, as we know it, will be extinct soon. Why? Is that a I'm joke? Serious. That sounds no. like, read, where's the punchline? Read about bananas. They're going to be extinct? The, the, whatever that brand is, whatever the name of the banana that we now have yeah. that you're used to seeing in the store. Yeah. The one it, with the it, lady with the fruit on it. Is head. running out, and that will be, will be replaced by a different. Well, brand how am I going to get my potassium? Do what? How am I going to get my potassium? There'll be other bananas, but just the, 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 oh. the flavor, not the flavor, the uh, variety. What do you call it? Variety. The, the variety. Yeah. That variety is. is Extinct. Oh, monkeys all over listening to the show. Why don't you right read now up on bananas devastated. and report back on the home fix? I show. just started thinking about starting bananas. at ten. Yeah, I really knew that. You can I'll, you know call and you can say here's here's the scoop <laughs> on bananas. I'll do some research. Here's the poop on bananas. Scoop, scoop. That say scoop. Yeah, I just say poo. All right. So, anyways, go go do some show prep. You've got <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> you've got forty one minutes.
Okay. Well, hey, thanks for joining me about Clark's Christmas Kids. Good effort by the station. You're going to be a part of it as well. You run the same clock that I run? Yeah, so we're, we're a little well, late. But we'll Mike see, Shields. We'll see if the new guy's paying attention because Mike now Shields it's time to go to traffic. Guy. Let's go to traffic right now and see if he's got bananas. <laughs> Updating you on the weekend weather that is brought to you by Thinly Roofing. Pretty easy today and tomorrow going to be very similar. Partly cloudy skies, a high in the low 70s and lows in the low 60s, which right now we're still hovering around 62, 63 degrees on Peachtree Street. 404-872-0750. Up next is Ellen in Hartwell. Good morning. Thanks for calling, Ellen. Good morning. What's your question? Well, I have... I, we are building a new home, and I have to, with dirt removal for the home, I have got to evacuate my beautiful um, pollinating uh, perennial garden. Mm-hmm. In that garden are many things that I can put in pots. My concern are my blueberry bushes, which I have about eight that I've got to dig up wow. and and the, the dirt is going to be moved around to accommodate the driveway, and then then it will be re-landscaped, and I can put the blueberries back in that garden, not where they are now, but in that garden. But I hate to lose them, and the only thing I know to do is to dig them up, put them in a plastic bag, and store them for two to three weeks, and then put them back in the garden. Is that the best way to transplant a blueberry bush this way? Do I, how far do I cut it back? I know that with the root ball being what it is, I've got to cut back the garden, the, the existing foliage on top. They're not that big. They're not like massive blueberries. They're mm-hmm. about 10 years old, but they've never really done very well where they are. So they're not the so, big kind of wild ones that are maybe four or five feet tall. They're not that big? No, and and some may be, um, you know, four feet four to five feet tall but they're 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 spriggy and so Hartwell you're up in northeast Georgia where it's going to get pretty cold right yes well I'm and I'm not that I'm not as far as Tacoa I'm on the south side of 85 okay oh okay okay yeah that's going to be quite a task Ellen and man that's a lot of work so you're digging them out you want to get so you know as much of the root ball as you can so go wider than deep to get as much of the root ball as you can um, if it were anywhere else closer to Metro Atlanta, since now is such a good time to plant trees and shrubs um, because of the cooler weather, I would say they would be safe to go ahead and put them where you need them to go. But if that's not an option, like you said, there's some work with the driveway and all of that. As much of the root ball as you can take out. Before you dig them out, I would do some pruning. A, just to make it a little more manageable, but B, to kind of protect it from you not accidentally breaking off some of those stems and leaving just jagged breaks um, on the stem so prune it back just a little bit enough to where it's manageable for you a lot of the root ball you could certainly keep it in a large pot or maybe on a tarp or something just enough dirt up around the roots so that they're not exposed to too much cold air in the garage or a place like that dump some soil around them and, and keep them protected give them sunlight water sporadically i think that'll be fine ellen i'm gonna do a little bit more research on that so stay tuned at the bottom of the hour i'm gonna provide you any additional information because you hear the music it's time to take a break get a news update we'll be back on 95.5 wsb
Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. The show has flown by, and my thanks to DeMarco for being here answering your phone calls and Jason Byers running the board, and then Walter came on. We had Chuck Lavelle, Dave Baker, grabbed him out of the hallway. You just find a random body and drag him in the studio. Dave and I had a great conversation about Clark's Christmas Kids. Really excited about that campaign starting to gear up right here on WSB where all of the hosts come together and get together to provide Christmas for Georgia's foster care kids and that's so important with your help and you always come through every year at the local area Walmarts. It is going to look different this year but Christmas on the brain for sure. So it is just appropriate. The Pike Nursery is going to join us now and we are ready to talk about Christmas. Good morning Kara Ziegler. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing today? It's good to have you back on. So yeah, I mean without even really meaning to, I've kind of somewhat had a Christmas themed show and we talked about Christmas cactus <laughs> earlier and all of that kinds of things. So Pike Nursery is starting to round that corner where we don't have as much fall stuff anymore as we do Christmas. Yeah, that's correct. There are so many things now that you can be doing this weekend to prepare for Christmas, whether you're looking for Christmas blooms or we're actually uh, ready for you to pre-order your Christmas trees as well. Now, is that something y'all have done in years past where people could pre-order it? Actually, no. This is the first time that we've done it. It's it's super exciting this year. So not pre-ordering like I want the tree to be there when I come in the store, but pre-ordering for curbside pickup and delivery because that's still kind of the world we live in. But don't think since you're not out shopping, you can't get a Christmas tree this year. You can. Pike Nursery is going to make sure of that. That that is right. Yeah, we are we are all set up for you to go ahead and start your pre-orders for uh, for delivery and curbside pickup, and then our our associates will help you choose whether you want a wide tree, a skinny tree, or any other considerations that you may have. We can get it put together for you, and uh, we'll start delivering those on on the twenty first. Wow, that's coming up soon, so people will be ready for that. Uh, what's the advice that y'all give folks in store, Kara, when? They buy the tree and maybe this is their first year with a real tree or their young homeowners who are getting a Christmas tree for the first time um, about watering and, and maintaining it, you know, healthily for over a month span. Well, as as long as you keep it in water, and we also sell tree preservative that you can go ahead and put in that it takes up, that will help keep it fresh all the way through the season. But that's the key. All of our trees are fresh cut and standing in water. And as long as you get it in water, as soon as you get it home and uh, keep it maintained, you should be good all the way through the season. That's so easy. Christmas trees are such an easy thing to maintain, unless your cat or somebody knocks them over and then it's a little bit, <laughs> of, a, right. little bit of a mess. But so live trees, live wreaths, you've got the garlands every year. Talk about what, what we're looking at in terms of garlands, if we're wanting them to decorate. What are the lengths that people buy those in? Well, we sell it by the roll or the foot. Cool. So really, whatever link that you need, we are there to cut it for you. If you're going to order it on our website, uh, you can go ahead and put in how many feet you need, whether you need it for a doorway or a mantle. We have all the different types from white pine, noble garland, uh, all the cedars. So we'll have everything that you need to decorate. Oh, noble is one of my favorite. Okay, so now shifting gears a little bit to the flowers to add some pops of color amongst all these decorations. Some of the beautiful colored flowers that we've come to know of the holiday season, some reds, some whites, even pinks. What do y'all have? 
Yeah, so now's the time to come on in and get your bulbs for Christmas blooms. Because whether you're choosing amaryllis, amaryllis are that traditional, you know, red, pink, pure white, trumpet-shaped flower that you want to go ahead and start now so that you have a bloom in four to six weeks. And then they'll typically last for three to four weeks. So Mm -hmm. now's the time to go ahead and get that planted. And then uh, paper whites as well, you know, that fragrant, blooming, white, you know, star-shaped flowers that you're used to in the Christmas season. You want to go ahead and get those now and get those planted, whether you get them in pots with soil or you want to put them in a nice glass vase with rocks and fill it with water to be decorative. Both of those items you want to go ahead and and start now so that you have them blooming right before Christmas. And that's so cool for folks who have never tried amaryllis and paper whites, Kara, like doing it, having the option, whether, you know, you've got the right container, maybe a cool round, you know, glass vase or something like that, or you can even have something with some height on it. But the fact that you have the option, you can grow these things in soil or just in water with pebbles or rocks. That's so cool. And they're just so easy. So if you're a beginning gardener and you've never tried to grow bulbs before or force anything indoors, this is the perfect thing to get you started. We even have kits that you can buy that have the pot, the bulb, everything you need to get started. And then you, you just put them in a, in a bright kind of indirect uh, light window, you know, maybe your kitchen and uh, they're, they're instant. Just to add water. Yeah. Just add water and you will have blooms in four to six weeks. So that's definitely something to think about now. If you're going to maybe a, a gathering soon or a Thanksgiving, a small Thanksgiving gathering or something, these are great gifts too. And like Kara's saying, they need about six to eight weeks to really put on those blooms. So we're looking at them now to make sure they're blooming in time for Christmas. So you've got poinsettias, amaryllis bulbs, paper white bulbs, and of course the Christmas trees and garlands and wreaths. So give us one more time kind of the steps if we want to pre-order any of the the trees, the wreaths, the garlands, how that process works and then when we can expect it by. Okay, so you can go ahead and go on our site now. So go to pikenursery.com, and there is a section where you can click on for online ordering. So you can go ahead, choose your store, decide whether you want delivery or curbside pickup, and then we have all of the choices on our site for you to choose from. And go ahead and submit it to our store, and you should get a call back from one of our associates in the you know, 24, 48 hours just to kind of go through it with you and make sure that that we uh, we know what type of tree you want, the look of the tree you want, whether you want, you know, pickup or delivery, and uh, then we'll take it from there, and we will give you a call back on November 21st when all of the trees and poinsettias and garland has arrived and, and get it delivered to your house or have it ready for pickup at a time that's good for you. Holidays made easy. That's why we love Pike Nursery. They're on the show at this time every single Saturday. Kara, thank you so much for coming on to talk about that. You've got me excited. I'm ready to take down the Halloween decorations. I'm sure the neighbors are ready (laughs) for me to do that too. (laughs) So, all right, well, have a good weekend. You too. Oh, I love it. That puts me in the holiday spirit. Love it. 404-872-0750. Debbie calling from North Fulton County out in Roswell. Hey, Debbie, good morning. Good morning. What is your question? I am doing great. We're having a fantastic show. Your weekend starting off good? Yes. Thank you for talking about fescue because our soil temperature is 53 degrees, according to the University of Georgia website. Mm -hmm. But I may try it. Georgiaweather.net. I think that is a fantastic site. Not only soil temperature for us gardeners, but air temperature, humidity, you know, moisture level. That is such a good site. I'm glad you I'm glad you know that. 
because of you. Thank you. <laughs> um, this is my first season with a metal planter, and I've got three different kinds of plants. This one is in a metal pot. I don't know what to do with them over the winter. I um so excited. I grew turmeric this summer, mm-hmm. and I don't know what to do with it in the winter. And that's a that's an herb, if I'm not mistaken, right? Well, it's like ginger, so it's a... Is it a root? Ooh. I've heard of it. So it's but like it, ginger. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not as familiar. And you grate with, it. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 Okay. See, I always buy everything already in the little container at the grocery store. Um, okay. And what else do we have? I have um, a more expensive succulent mm-hmm. that is um, ruffles. It's maybe echeveria. Oh. Okay. okay. It is cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's a fun. It one. is so cool, um, and it grew really long shoots with cool flowers. In fact, some of them are still blooming. Um, and it started blooming well before late summer. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with that in the winter. Now that, I've I've got a lot of succulents out on the back deck as well. Um, just various different things. I couldn't even name off all that I have. Echeveria is really cool too. I kind of push it. I really push the envelope before I bring those in. Um, and if you just know, you know, I have to leave a post-it note for myself on the counter if I put it out in the sun during the day and it's out there, but I know it's going to be a little bit of a frost that night. I have to put a post-it note like at nighttime to bring it in. Um, so it is possible to leave a lot of these things on the porch if you were to have larger pots or just unable to have the space inside the house to move these things. Um, one of the one of the easiest ones we can do, Debbie, I, I don't know, I'm not speaking to the turmeric exactly because I'm not as familiar with that, but having the opportunity, A, to cover the pots like we talked about with a large sheet or black plastic or something to protect from the really, really cold nights and the freezes, um, but also bringing those up against the house too, right? The, the house serves as a little bit of a shield from the protection of the colder, piercing air and things like that. Succulents, if you're going to leave them out, that's a gamble, but really they can tolerate almost down to, uh, I'd say, low 40s, high 30s, um, and just keeping them in a sunny spot during the day so that they're getting enough of the heat and the warmth and the sunlight. Um, but everything else... Bring in what you can and something like a blueberry bush that we talked about earlier, something that's going to go dormant, you know, like um, also, I don't know, maybe a couple of ferns because they'll start to shed, begonias, things that we're going to try to overwinter. Those are okay to bring in and just leave in the garage and things like that that become dormant. You don't even have to worry about watering them too much. But the other things that are going to need your attention, if you're going to have to bring them in the house, bring them and put them in a sunny window or a place or room that you frequent that you're going to remember to be doing the watering and all of that kind of stuff. So if you will, Debbie, go to the Facebook page, Green and Growing WSB, and message me and send me a picture of a couple of the things you've got because I know you may have a lot more, and I want to make sure I'm giving you good advice on overwintering those. Thank you so much. I'm glad you called. 404-872-0750. Up next is Martin in Marietta. Hey there. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right, so green uh, green tomatoes. This is interesting. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I've got some tomato bushes that are producing right now and they're green tomatoes and they're not ripening at all. I don't see any blush or anything on there. And I've picked a few of them, brought them in the house and they're staying green. Uh, is there a hope that they're going to ripen or is that why we have fried green tomatoes? <laughs> that may, may very well be that, that known use for fried green tomatoes. You know, I just don't think they're going to, Martin, because we don't have as much sunlight now, as many hours of sunlight 
as we did in the summertime, which they so crave to start changing color. I had the same thing with the bell pepper. I had a couple that were slowly turning red, and man, that process slowed down a lot over the last three weeks. And I finally just had to bite the bullet and go ahead and bring them in, so they're like half red, half green. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, Mm -hmm. some of the bell pepper plants were still putting on flowers, which I know nothing's going to come of those. Um, But I think, I mean, the the longest you can leave any fruit on the stem, the better it's going to be for the taste and the sugars and all of that but you don't want to risk leaving it out too long and then if it gets too cold some of those green tomatoes are just going to kind of become soft to the touch you know if they're touched with the cold weather um so kind of use your judgment it's going to be warm this week though if they can stay on the vine and not be uh annoyed or bothered by any insects or anything leave them but yeah i I, you're not leaving them for the for the sake of them ripening i just don't think that's going to happen not enough sun at this point so let them maybe who knows get a little bit bigger but they're going to stay green, so start to uh, Google and look up a good recipe for fried green tomatoes and make sure you do it right. Thank you so much for the call. Hopefully we'll have time for just a few more before we have to get out of here on Green and Growing. We'll be right back on WSB. Weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. I get to give you that one more time before Dave Baker comes in here. Today and tomorrow, partly cloudy, going to be the same. Dry, highs in the low 70s. Rain may start to enter the forecast. An isolated shower possible as early as Tuesday. We've had some great calls. I'm going to talk to Annie in Huntsville in just a moment. But first this. Green green and growing. Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend. Short and sweet, some easy things. Number one, the best control for a heavy infestation of uh, annual bluegrass or poa annua is to apply a pre-emergent weed chemical. Hopefully you did that in mid-September back when we were talking about it. Uh, Do it once more now. Now is a good time to do that. Number two, shred fallen leaves and spread them on flower beds and use them in the compost pile. Don't just bag them up and leave them at the curb. They they provide, I don't know if it's nitrogen or carbon or they do something really good. They're very good organic matter for the yard. And number three, stake new trees that are subject to being blown over by strong winds. Put a little fencing around them if necessary to protect from the critters and make sure newly planted trees and shrubs stay watered consistently. That and new lawn too if you're seeding your fescue. Once you start that process and the seed starts to germinate with that water, you can't stop it. You can't put it on pause. So consistent watering, make sure they don't dry out is key. All right, Annie, we've got about a minute here. I'm glad you called. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, yes, I have a hydrangea bush, and last year uh, it bloomed beautifully, but then uh, the leaves started, uh, uh, I started to observe purple spots on the leaves. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of late in the year, so I cut it back. This year, the summer, it came back. The leaves are beautiful, and but now I've got, it didn't bloom, and now I've got the purple spots again. So what as, do I do with as it? soon as you said purple, you know, you're not looking at a black spot or where it's starting to yellow, but purple, that made me think of Cercospora leaf spot. Uh-huh. And that's okay. common in trees, common in hydrangeas. Um, Cercospora leaf spot, it's a fungus, and it's just due to a lot of moisture and a lot of humidity, which obviously we have no control over those things. Now, in the case of where we are now in this time of the year with the hydrangeas, it's best to just leave it. You, you don't need to treat it because, you know, the leaves are going to fall off. But since it is a disease, remove those affected leaves once they've fallen to the ground off the hydrangea. You don't want to use them in the compost pile. You don't want to leave them out around the plant. So remove those leaves to get that fungus and the spores and all of that away from the site. But going on in the future, as soon as you do start to see it 
or you know we've just had days and days and days of rain in the summertime or whatever, you can use a fungicide. Um, there's some that are, I think, have iron in them. Um, there's also just multiple different companies that have different brands of fungicide and use that. But do what you can to let it dry out too. So fungicide is kind of a last resort, but during the months that it's leafed out really nice and it's blooming and all of that, good air circulation that it's not planted around other things or too crowded around other things so that the plant has a chance to dry out and also not watering from up overhead. Hydrangeas, almost just like anything else, any plant or flower we have on our deck, right? We want to water at the soil level and not overhead and that'll help keep the leaves drier so that they don't have to struggle as much to dry out. So Annie, the good news for you, nothing to do right now except just take those leaves away from the site, throw them away. Um, and then just be on the lookout next year. As soon as you start to see Cercopsera leaf spot, you you know you have some uh, things you can do to prevent it. Thanks for all the great calls today, folks. A great show. I want you to listen back. If you're just waking up and you missed any parts of it, it was a doozy. It was so much fun. So WSBradio.com, click on On Demand and find Green and Growing, or you can listen to the show on Google Play and Spotify. I hope you can find some time to do that this weekend. Thanks again to Jason, DeMarco, even Dave Baker for coming in here, being a part of the show. It's been a real treat, a great pleasure. I'll be back Monday morning with Triple Team Traffic. In the meantime, find me on Facebook, Green and Growing WSB. Have a great weekend and go dogs. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.